right, folks, we're back, and it is Wednesday. Glad to be back here in the studios. Folks, this is your host, who? It's Radio Strongman, Kim Wade, coming to you live from WYAB, 103.9 FM. Well, folks, it is Wednesday, as we're apt to do here at WYB, certainly on the Kim Wade Show. We want to remind you, exhort you, implore you that it's back to Christ Wednesday. Why is this important, folks? Because that relationship. See, folks, and even many Christians underestimate the worth, the power, the importance of Christian and Christianity and the Word of God and our Lord and Savior in the lives of this nation, in our own personal lives, and in the lives of the world. We're the glue to hold it together. Uh, however imperfect we may be, through His grace and mercy, He continues to rain down on this nation and upon us individually. This is why we take this time to say, just thank you, Lord. We bow our hearts, we lift up our hands and say, Lord, thank you. A grateful nation, a grateful heart, people appreciate that. And our Lord appreciates that. So let us be mindful that, but for God, there go I. We would be sitting in a mess that we're of our own creation. So won't you come and bow your heart? Now is the time to do a little reflecting. Get back to that time when you first believed, when you were on fire for the Lord, you were certain you were hearing and seeing and doing, walking in the light of his word. You can get back there. He hasn't left. You left him. He hasn't turned his back on you. You turn your back on him. So this is our opportunity to do it. So won't you come? Won't you come? Andre Crouch, take me back. You know, uh, I was thinking, as it is, uh, back to Christ Wednesday, I was thinking about individuals, their their obligation to write, doing right to the word, and their obligation to their fellow man in that same vein. I think about uh, Jeff Sessions and Mike Pence. Jeff Sessions, when he saw the Obvious wrongdoing going on at the Justice Department, uh, the stabbing in the back of our president, the undermining of this president by the FBI. 
and he turned a blind eye, didn't use the power of his office, the voice that he had. And, and I say this, and I point these two individuals out because these individuals were known for their moral rectitude, their public moral rectitude. Mike Pence, in the case of the vice president, was known for not even being in the, he wouldn't even get on the elevator with another woman if his wife wasn't there. And, then, you know, we can appreciate the, appreciate that. But when it came down to the wrongdoing that he had to see all around him, he had to see the wrongdoing that was going on uh, with the election cycle of 2016. And when it came that crucial moment, just like with uh, Pilate, came to that moment about uh, whether, well, I'll let the crowd decide. When he had it within his power to say, no, we're not going to crucify. I find no fault in this man. And in each case, Mike Pence and Jeff Session folded. And a nation is in turmoil like we've never seen before. I mean, evil is running amok. Mike Pence may as well open the door and step to society and allow this evil to come through that vortex. Same thing with Jeff Sessions. They sat there. Oh, well, you know, Donald Trump is a loudmouth. He's a braggart. He's all that. He may be all those things. As we all have our own shortcomings and irritability that others find in us, etc. The bent of Donald Trump's life was towards doing what's right for others and doing what's right in the eyes of God to the best of his ability. Oh, he he been divorced. He done had several wives. He was messing around. Okay, so what have you done? I mean, really. Just like Mike Pence and Jeff Session and Kim Wade and everybody else, we all have that outward appearance of righteousness and virtue. But see, we fell in private beforehand. Trent Lott had that same problem. He couldn't stand when they came to him say, Trent, we got the goods on you. Either you share power, either you step down or share power, or we're going to expose you. He couldn't stand being exposed. Many of us, if not all of us, are like that. We got something. See, a lot of times we think it's just our public display. Well, you know, I don't drink and I don't, I don't hoe around and I don't do all those things. Yeah, but you're sneaky, you're devious, you're crafty, you're craving. You do things that you think, well, won't nobody know. But somebody knows. In many cases, the people who know just don't say anything because it's not, you know, a game changer in their life. They just know that, hey, this folks full of crap. And your walk had been compromised. You didn't even know it. Probably didn't even care. But in the case of Jeff Session and Mike Pence, we're about to lose almost 240 years of a country doing good, not just for itself, but to the entire world. Folks, America is it's jumping rope on a razor blade. The FBI is not corrupt. It's absolutely corrupt. I mean, to its core. And those people who work for the FBI, quit fooling yourself. Quit deluding yourself. You know what you're doing is against the American people. So if it's against the American people, then who is it for? 
Many of you in the, in the FBI, you guys are criminal justice majors, you're political science majors, you're history majors. You got, you got all the training in the liberal sciences. You know how to think. You studied history. So what are you doing this for? You know Trump was not the man that they portrayed him, and now we got all this evidence. I mean, it's actually irrefutable that the FBI influenced the 2016 election, attempted to steal the 2016 election, and did steal the 2020 election. The evidence is there that they set up. The FBI created the so-called kidnapping of Michigan Mayor uh, Whitmer, Whitmire, whatever her name was, and they tried to do the same thing with the governor in Virginia, but that didn't pan out. At the, all, at the same time, blaming Trump supporters, just as they did on J6. The damn FBI. Folks, if you're ever sitting on the jury and the FBI and they bring in evidence that the FBI is purporting to just, just dismiss it. Dismiss it. These people don't care about their credibility. They're like whores who've been out on the street so long they don't even care anymore. They go to church with their whole clothes on. They don't care anymore. And like I've told you before, whether you accept it or not, this country's headed for a war of some type. Either the government's going to pick it with us or it's going to force us to have to go to war with them. And this is what I would say to those, all of you, from dog catcher all the way up to the Secret Service Guard and the President. What are you going to do when the dollar's devalued and it's worthless? Well, me and my family's going to be okay. Okay, what about your extended family? Have they told you, hey, if the bottom falls out, we got you, dog? Because that's what they told Michael Guess. That's what he believes. That's what he told Greg Harper. Folks, did you know, by the way, the third district seems to be a hotbed of traitors. Roger Wicker, once former uh, 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 congressman, do you know that he had the uh, he had the absolute? I mean, he was the gatekeeper when Trump was in office, and he was head of the uh, um, what what is that committee? The committee that's over commerce, uh, the FCC, FEC, uh, excuse me, the FCC, Federal Communications, and all that. And there was a vote to rescind the Rule Two Thirty that the uh, social media platforms use to basically censor everybody by saying that they're not anything other than just an aggregator of data, yada, 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 and they don't censor. Roger Wicker was the one who prevented that vote from reaching the floor of the Senate. He wouldn't let it come out of committee. Then a few months later, he was the biggest hawk. He was the first instigator of going to war in Ukraine. And then we see his sorry pasty butt over at Davos. Folks, I mean, again, it's become it's become a cottage industry to sell America out. But that's okay. Oh, they're laughing and giggling now. Wait till the excrement hits the fan. See, because the people who are uh, inducing and encouraging Roger and, and Mike, grimy Mike, and Greg Harper to do the treacherous things, the traitorous things, in my view, that they've done, they ain't told them the whole picture. Well, Kim, how you know the whole picture? You you down there on the ground. You, bruh, because I'm a child of God. I study the scriptures. I study history. 
Like I said, it ain't no different than being in one of those secret societies that they call. They don't tell you everything the first day you walk in the door. And then when you get to the top of the pile, they say, yeah, all that other stuff we told you is straight up BS. Here's the real deal, Mr. Holyfield. But by the time Grammy Mike and the other traders find out that they've been bamboozled, the crowd's going to be at their door demanding a conversation, some heated fellowship. And they're going to be trying to explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. No, 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 no. It's not going to happen like that, dog. And to all the sheriffs and the sheriff's deputies and everybody else, like I said, who care bad for this government, get it right. Because I'm going to tell you something. You, you're not going to win against a crowd of starving people, dog. Not in America. Because more than likely, they're going to be packing. And they're going to have a lot of beef on their breath. A lot of grievances. While your child and your grandkids walking around with rosy cheeks and uh, chubby cheeks. And you living in fat city, got gasoline, lights on at your house. And they're around living from pillar to post. Okay. <laughs> okay. All I can say is, Hoss, make sure you bet on the right horse. I'm betting on America. I'm betting on Americans, Christian, patriots, and rednecks. Win, lose, or draw. That's my posse. If you don't love America, Hoss, you're my natural enemy. If you want to see America get its come up, you are my natural enemy. I don't care what color you are, what gender you are, what set you're from. We got the news. Uh, uh, well, I'll take a break right now, and then we'll come back. We're going to talk about Project Veritas and what they just revealed about what the FBI has been doing. Folks, I'm just telling you, this. what you're seeing is what you're seeing. These people are really that corrupt, and they really intend to do America more harm than they've done. It may not be all of them, but it's not my job to distinguish them. Okay. Your love of what's right, your love of God, and your love of America should cause you to take the actions. That would be evidence of those three things. We don't just comp you. Oh, y'all, we know you. No, 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 no. When the crap hits the fan, we need to know who you with. Our number is 601-879-0002. Folks, we're back. It's Wednesday. And uh, before we get to, I want to tell you about our good friends down at Mercy House Adult Teen Challenge. Or on the web, you'll find it at mercyhouseatc.org. You're wondering how can you be involved? How can you help out? Well, here's a simple way to just keep this in mind. They've got a four-step program. You know, the program runs for 14 months. And they have a, uh, yeah, let's see here. They have a four-step program in which the, uh, each participant, each resident participates in. And I just want to tell you, a little bit about how that works. The first step, you know, you go and you remember, you got to you have to remember and understand that all this is based on the Bible. That I mean, that is their template. That's what they're working from. They're not they're not giving the folks uh, uh, some kind of drug substitute to help with their addiction. They're taking them straight to the Bible, straight to the source, if you will, on how to uh, free themselves from that. Okay, this guy keep texting me. I see that now. And uh, but one of the things they're going to do, they're going to have a section in there about just finding out who you are in Christ. Who, you, who does the Bible say you are? And many people have not heard that or understood that or know 
uh, where to find themselves in Scripture. And they go through that program. And again, it is a very detailed program. And I just wanted you to know that when you're sowing into that, you're sowing into good ground. Uh, the second phase is uh, conflict resolutions, building healthy relationships, dealing with triggers, continued in-depth Bible studies. Phase three, move into the transition home, get a job, pay fines off if you have them, get a driver's license, marriage counseling, improve life skills. You know, relationships is something that we all, as Christians and uh, disciples, see, we think because we don't drink, we don't do this and don't do that, that we got it all together. But our relationships are messed up. We treat people like trash, particularly people close to us. Or we keep people at arm's length and don't nobody really know you, but the people you see on your job and your family members, but you don't let anybody else in your circle. So this whole thing about relationships is a key aspect of our walk. But many people overlook that. Yes, even I, radio, you know, you hear me talk about running for mayor. Now, I understand my, you know, a man must know his limitations, as Clint Eastwood said in one of those, one of those movies. And that's important about growing up. And I have to admit now, you know, I'll be wanting to grab somebody by their throat. You know that. But anyway, uh, get back to Mercy House Adult Teen Challenge. Phase four, transition to the alumni home where you have accountability, live freely, and develop a new life. But you still, see, right then, just as Christ give us, you don't have any tethers on you. You don't have any strings on you. The only thing is holding you back and holding you rather to that alumni house and to complete the rest of the program is your desire to complete the rest of the program and actually repent and have changed your life. See, that's what Christ gives us, that opportunity, that choice. The government that many of you guys are ushering in on your head by voting for the Democrat Party and the Uniparty Party and the Michael Grimey guest type folks, those are the people who are going to have you in bondage. Now, they're sweet talking you and got you looking at me with the jaunted eye, with the raised eyebrow. But Hoss, all I'm saying is, Hoss, enjoy your freedom. You don't want no freedom. I want Grimey Mike. I want what he's doing. Okay, good luck. Because when you get up under those tentacles, baby, you ain't coming out from under that. Our number, 601-879-0002. Remember, Mercy House Adult Teen Challenge, mercyhouseatc.org. If you want to sow into some good ground, ground that's, again, three out of four people who graduate from their program stay on the straight and narrow. That is a good recidivism rate. Great, great, great numbers. So if you want to sow into good ground, you can do that. $21 a month to become a monthly donor. You can donate toiletries, food supplies, and things like that all through Amazon or some other, excuse me, delivery service. Or you can donate slightly use uh, uh, household items, clothes, furniture, etc., and uh, they will repurpose those. Again, MercyHouseATC.org, or you can donate an automobile or a fleet of autom- automobiles if you have a uh, a business and you're changing out your cars and trucks and you want to get rid of them. This is a good opportunity to get the full price and value of those things without having to go through the hassle mercyhouseatc.org let's go to my friend all the way from mobile hey hey man what up hey you uh you saw where uh, uh white house biden spokes lady uh kareem jean pierre jean pierre the supreme court committed an unconstitutional act in overturning roe versus wade <laughs> Yeah, she is not ate up with smarts, boy. I tell you, you tell, if there's ever been an affirmative action hire, look, jeez. <laughs> Kamala Harris when she talks. Huh? You know, she reminds me like Kamala Harris when she talks. They're, they're both dingbats. Yeah, yeah. Use her hands a lot and says a lot of nothing. 
and take a long time to say nothing. Right, right. <laughs> and trying to look pensive and like she's in deep thought and all that kind of <laughs> folks. Like, like, like I said before, the worst among us has risen to the top. I mean, it's just no more. That's it. We got some knuckleheads. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's, first of all, she says, you know, now I agree career on this sense. The Supreme Court has done some made some unconstitutional decisions before. Rights that are clearly in the Constitution that they somehow deny, mm-hmm. but uh, like the uh, like the restrictions on guns that they've allowed on some occasions. But uh, she wants to say there's a, a, a woman's constitutional right to an abortion, a right that's been around for 50 years. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, the constitutional right has only been around 50 years, that's unless true. you amended the Constitution 50 years ago to put it in there. There you go. <laughs> and it was there. It was there at the founding of the country. Uh, if you hadn't amended the Constitution to put it in there, I mean, she, like you said, she's a thing back. Yep. You know, good and well, the people who fought, the founding fathers, the people that went during the time this uh, country was being the country was being written, those guys had no intention of putting in there a woman's right to kill their kid in the womb. <laughs> we know that. So unless you amended the Constitution 50 years ago to put it in there, which you didn't do, then it wasn't the constitutional right to have 50 years. It was in there. It was called the Aztec Mayan uh, Amendment. Yeah. Throw <laughs> them in a volcano. <laughs> Jesus, these people are nuts. I mean, it, it, I mean, it just it gets. Uh, you know, actually, I think that they're straining to do this. This, I mean, just to get as as ridiculous as you can. Uh, every day they do something else. Out in California, you know, they're merging the prisons. Uh, you, when you get sentenced, you can choose what prison you want to go into, male or female. So like, that's going to be an easy choice. Yeah, and wasn't there somebody, uh, one guy already impregnated a bunch of women in those prisons? Yeah, prison? yeah, and, and 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 the warden's just shocked. I can't believe this. How did this happen? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, the, the idiots among us have risen to the top, and Biden, of course, and his and everybody he picks are case in point of that. But yeah, they just say they commit an unconstitutional act. Um, where is in the Constitution a woman has the right to an abortion? And again, now people can keep saying, well, that could apply to gay marriage. Yeah, it can. And it should have. They can get the same. If it's not uh, there, it's not there. Period. It's not there. Same smoking mirror you did with uh, abortion. That's, that's the same smoking mirror they did with gay marriage. It's not there. That's right. It's, it's what can apply to interracial. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's not there either. Mm-hmm. Now, find me the state that's going to outlaw. Now, even to this point, even if the Supreme Court said tomorrow that gay marriage is not in the Constitution, and uh, these states now will not uh, nullify these marriages, these home marriages. They won't. Right. Same way they wouldn't get interracial marriage. They won't. So they well, won't. it's just like they did Just like they did out in Kansas. And, uh, they didn't restore the right to uh, ban abortions out there. They, they probably cheated on you know with the with the electronic voting, but you know the vote went went the way of the devil worshippers. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on in Arizona? They're gonna try and cheat Kerry Lake too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, they're not above doing it. They're not above doing it. In Michigan, the, the GOP is going to let the Democrats count their votes because they don't have enough members. And I'm saying, wait a minute, I thought that's the whole purpose of going to electronic voting. That it's, you know, it's easy to count. Well, we don't have the people to do the tabulations. What the? I thought you had everything on thumb drives. These people are just full of crap. Folks, I'm telling you, whether you want to accept and you don't like me saying this, we're losing this country. This is good. This is not going to be good. But again, uh, we're going to be with the folks who are going to fight to maintain the freedoms that 
uh, we grew up with. If we have to form our own areas, then so that's what, what that will happen. But for those of you who want to see America brought low, you're going to get your wish. Oh, you're going to get your wish in short order. I say within the next six to 18 months. Yeah, it's, I mean, I can remember back in 1980 when Reagan first ran. That's the first time I really understood what uh, elections were about. And, you know, had a good understanding about it. And remember how we knew what, before 8 o'clock tonight, before 8 o'clock, that Reagan had won? Mm-hmm. What, so that's 40 years ago? Right. And now it's the next day with a bunch of hand-wringing and counting mm-hmm. and, and, and looking at stuff that we might know. If that's part of wins in the landslide, that we might know somebody won. And like you said, the direct and how they steer these these voting booths. Who knows? That's the way in the world that woman running against Carrie Lake should be this close to her. If well, it was a, if it was a, a unrigged election. Well, no way. The uh, uh, out there in Colorado, the uh, let's just say the Patriot was almost thirty-seven points ahead in all polling going into the election. Then the other uh, Rhino wins the uh, uh, primary with 37% higher on the other side. So that's almost a 72-point swing overnight. Man, please. These people are still in the election. I mean, voting now is like writing a letter to Santa Claus. It's just, it's just crap, man. Yeah, it's just a crapshoot. Well, I guess of what they need to rig win, I guess because they can't rig them all, they just pick the one, they just pick the right one. There's well, no way in the world that... Nobody hardly knew what the other lady's name was in Arizona, but but and Carrie Lake was almost a, was a superstar. Mm. And way, of course, Mike Pence going with the other person, big surprise. Yeah, and again, he he had one of those Biden uh, events where you know there was nobody there for the most part, and all of a sudden they got all this groundswell. They're still in the election. They're still in all these elections. And again, grimy Mike and these people like that, they're so worried about the Constitution. They're so worried about our democracy. But you can't find their voice. Yeah, you can't find their voice and say, well, we need to investigate this. No, these folks are working against uh, our country. You can you can dismiss it now, but you won't be able to dismiss it later when the evidence is all around you and you all around the uh, uh, 16 foot uh, barbed wire fence. They got you hemmed in. It's just it's, it's it's sad to see this man. There's that many folks out there who hate this country. Yeah, it just makes it's just inexcusable for our elections to be far less secure and honest than they were 40 years ago. It, I mean, it's, it is an inexcusable, but not inexcusable. There's an excuse for it. This is what they want. That's it. That's like they keep telling the Republicans were a lot. If, if elections were clean and fair, you know, if only maybe three percent of them of the votes were corrupt, Republicans would run this country from state to state. Well, that's the way. For some bizarre reason, they don't want that. No. Well, I'm, uh, you know, that's a good point you bring up. We're going to talk about that when we come back, why the Republicans don't want to win. Let's take a break. Really? We'll be right back. All right, man. All right. All right, folks, we're back. Hey, I want to remind you, Chuck Manny. Manny Enterprise stands at the ready to help you with all your remodeling dreams. Folks, they get the job done. Quality work, quality materials, and a quality guy. Chuck Manny. Manny Enterprise is M-O-E-N-N-I-N-G. Dot M-E, not dot com, dot M-E. Manning Enterprises, there you can see samples of his works uh, and testimonials, folks. Or give him a call, 601-946-4158. Leave him a voice message or a text message, and he'll get back with you. 601-946-4158. Manning Enterprises stands at the ready to help you today. Let's go to Chris. Hey, Chris. 
Hey, Kim, how you doing today? Kim's doing fine, sir. How are you? I'm doing fine, you. I ain't going to make it too bad for you today. I'm just going to call on this. Man, what's going on with your boy Taylor Top, man? It seems like every time he have a chance to get some money for the state, he always talk about he don't want to use the money. He's going to send it back. Like Mississippi got a surplus of money to do what the state needs. Well, what money are you referring to, sir? I'm talking about the ramp, uh, about the ramp uh, program for like uh, needing help paying your mortgage or your rent and your utility bills. So he did a press conference today saying that he's not going to use the federal bills. He's going to use the, what the state has. Okay, what's wrong with and that? My thing is, say what now? I said, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that is, I thought Mississippi didn't have no money. Well. They're willing. I mean, to, they're willing to help the poor out, out brother. They're, they're willing to help the poor out best they can. Here, here's the deal: we're going to talk about the ramp program on tomorrow. We got a guest coming in who'll be talking uh, about uh, that. And my thing is, he keeps turning down the uh, the federal help the Mississippi needs. Then turn around to about well, we're going to do this and do that. How are we supposed to do stuff? He's still turning down the help. Well, first of all, we need to get back to normal, man. You got folks who are sitting in these houses and landlords can't get paid, and you know. We, the federal government gets in there and they mess up a lot of stuff. When government gets in, in general gets in there, they can oh, mess up a lot of stuff. Oh, I'm glad you say that. Yeah. See, that's where I'm going. Like everybody was talking about how great the job Chad Wright was doing, and she ran up on about to bring down Phil Bryan. Now you don't hear about Chad Wright in the investigation no more, do you? That's because it's an investigation. It's under wraps. How it's under wraps? I mean, I mean, they still finding out that the the, the, the new. Volleyball thing they built down USM, that comes from some of the same money that they stole from SNAP program. Well, stole is a pretty strong word, okay? Uh, the poor has access to volleyball now. If you can have access to midnight basketball, damn it, you can have access to midnight volleyball. Yeah, but ain't nobody down here using the SNAP money from SNAP and stuff like that to build a $5 million new, uh, new something for USM, I mean, for Southern Miss, though. What? I understand this Brett Favre and all and all that, but come on now, come on, man! You don't uh, oh, so so you don't think the poor should play volleyball? They can play volleyball, but why they got still why they got to take money from the poor and do that? But made plenty of money. He can, he can But we don't know. Right? But but we don't know if if Favre knew that that was uh, money coming from the uh, uh, SNAP program. Well, that's, well, that's why they got rid of that that uh, that because he was getting too close. Yeah, well, so, that may or may not be true, but the bottom line is nobody knew when Nancy knew was supposedly passing out that money. She didn't say, "Oh, by the way, this is this is taking money from the mouths of babies." It ain't, it ain't like she was super talk where they didn't just give a damn. They just, you know, we don't know. Okay, where they thought she was getting the money from though? If, they, if, they, if that's what she was running, where they thought she was getting the money from? She was a hard worker, brother. She saved her money. You weren't that hard worker to come up that kind of money. You don't know, man. You don't know. She ain't got glass pockets. You don't know what she had or what she got. Okay, so that case, why steal money to begin We don't know that she hasn't been a judge in a court of law having stolen any money. She's been accused. And that's not that. What's it? Why is that taking so long? I mean, <laughs> I mean, they got the evidence. You know, according to Chad Wright, they got the evidence. So what's taking so long on that case? Well, she's in court. She's in. Uh, she's she's been indicted in Hines County. So whenever the DA gets to her, you know, they'll get around to her. And, and another thing, okay, how about this? Don't want to bring in help for the Medicaid, get money for the Medicaid and Medicare to help any hospitals. Because 
we can't afford our, our, our portion to、uh, add to that. The government's going to give us、uh, 90% after, I think, three years, and we've got to come up with 10%、uh, out of our pockets. And 10% on a billion dollars is $100 million, and we're already behind on Medicaid、uh, funding already. So we'd just be deeper in the hole. We can't、oh, afford it. Okay, okay. So, so that's my point. How, we, how, how can Mississippi come ahead when we got so many politicians from the state level on down to the city and county level? Always steal the money. Because that's what you go into office. That's what you run for, to steal. I'll be the only mayor that's not running, to, running for office that, that, that's stealing stuff, okay? I'm going there to help you people. I'm, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to put you on, man. I'm going to put you on. Uh, uh, no, 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 I'm telling the truth, man. I'll vote for you. Well, I'm, 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 see, I'm, I keep telling you, you don't believe me. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat.、What? They both bees to me. Well, the bottom line is all that I'm going to offer you is good government. That's it. You ain't getting nothing、that's、else but some good government. That's all my own. Well, that's all you、name. get. I don't care what letter you got in front of your name. As long as you do your job. I'm running as a Republican and I'm running as a ride or die Trump supporter. Unabashed. I have on a red hat. I don't care. Give me a Trump you weed. What you say you're going to do, I don't care. See, that don't bother me. I, 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 you, know what, you know what I want to vote for? I want to vote for a person who will help me keep money in my pocket. There you go. There you go. I want to see, I, I'm going to put you on the street selling drugs. I'm going to be like Frank Mountain. I, I don't sell to him. I'm not going to sell to him. You're going to sell for me, boy. Or you're going to have to leave this area. It, it ain't, ain't going to happen then. Now, I, I might drive a school bus for you. I might do lip. I'm not going to sell drugs. Yeah, well, that, that's an easy way to distribute. That's another thing. Why we got so many ordinances and, and, and tax stuff on the books, but yet they, they, they get the money? And what are they doing with the money in Jackson? Chris, you know. But listen, I got to take a call, man. But I appreciate it. Appreciate your input, my friend. Thank you. All right, let's go to Victor. Big money grip. What's up, man? How are you today, Mr. Wade? Kim's doing fine. You know, you're one of my top 10 favorite non Caucasians. You know that. <laughs> well, you know what, man? I can really appreciate that. And you should. It's a, it's a coveted position. I'm listening to you talking to this gentleman on the phone. Mr. Chris, yes. And、uh, he started talking about the, the kind of money. And it's kind of like you were trying to、uh, really、uh, dismiss him. Not be very serious about that. Yeah, dismiss him. That、yes. wasn't something you were very serious about. Right, right. And,、uh, Because they were helping it, the poor. Nancy knew was helping the poor, brother. I mean, I mean she was going about it in her own little no, way, but we all have our different ministries. Doing, actually, you say she didn't know and they didn't know. Well, I don't know what she knew, but I don't I'm know. What, I'm going to tell you what. She's already pleaded guilty. She's already pleaded guilty. So, you know, I didn't know that. She knew. I hadn't、and、heard. She pleaded guilty. I hadn't seen her, that on Kingfish's her website. So, Kid Bibiashi's son and her son pleaded guilty. When, when did that、She's, happen? Some of the charges, not all of them. When did that、uh, happen? But that's how the governor,、uh, former governor, your former Republican governor, Phil Bryan, he's, he's locked up in this too. He's taking money. Kate Reeves took campaign donations from him, from him. So, I mean, we talk about Mississippi and all this stuff about how conservative we are. Do you, you don't think that she stuff, helped the poor out in any way? No,、nah, they're not helping the poor. They're helping themselves. That's who they're helping.、Mm. And、uh, it's really detrimental to the whole state、uh, the way they're doing it. And.、Uh, Well maybe, well, maybe she was concerned with that some of the TANF recipients would waste the money. So she said, We're not going to do that. Well, you、do. know, 
the governor, former governor, you know, he goes back all the way to Haley Barber and all those guys. They've been doing this stuff for years. And did they you, don't even put a Did you get any of Nancy News money? No, they've been stealing money from the relief fund from Hurricane Katrina when his sister had all the trailers, got the contract to take the trailers to the coast and all those formaldehyde trailers. So, I mean... You, we sit up here and we act like it's a joke, this, that, and that. Other, but it's really serious business, man. Because well, let's not get all, yeah. Come on. No, I mean, don't, don't, don't circumvent the truth. You know, let's just be call it what it is. You know, okay. a bunch of thieves. That was Zach knew that pleaded guilty. Not uh, let's see, let me see. Okay. Well, oh, Nancy and Zach did plead guilty. My bad. You, you yeah, were correct, did. Victor. That was in yeah. March of uh, 2022. Yeah, and they and they and they're the one that and Governor uh, Bryant uh, was instrumental in getting uh, money for uh, Brett Favre. So mm-hmm. I don't blame Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just gave him the money. But Bryant, Reeves, Nancy knew all them guys. They knew exactly what they were doing. They were helping and, the uh, poor. Well, they in their strange little way, in their strange little way. I'll give you a perfect example. It's like Roe versus Wade. It's all we're against abortion. (sighs) But when the the kids are here, you're selling them guns to kill each other. So what's the difference? You're selling, you got guys walking around here, AR-16s. You got guys right here, young kids, 15, 14, 13 years old, walking around here with AK-47s. 48. You want to stop people from getting abortions, but you want to sell them guns to kill each other. Okay. This, it's crazy, this, man. No, it's, it's, called, it's called late-term you, abortion. We don't mind late-term. And, Real and late. Then you go. Then you go. Hey, listen, I got it. Victor, hold on, hold on. I got to take a break. We'll be right back. We'll let you finish your food. Uh, go ahead, Victor. Bless us with your words. You there? Go ahead. That's the way. Yes. Now, we were just having a, a, a very good conversation about... Uh, Phil Bryan and that old deal. So logically speaking, you think they did nothing wrong? Uh, they were helping the poor, sir. They said that. Okay, I believe them. Okay. Now I, I so, got a question for you, though. I'm gonna change gears. Right. Uh, I'm contemplating running for mayor. Can I depend on your support? <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, sir. Okay. The Go mayor, M A I R. Okay. That is good, man. That's great. Yeah. That's great. I think we need need some more candidates, you know? No, we don't need any more. You got me, dog. You got the prototype of all that's right. So what's your platform? My platform is I'm breaking it up at the door. How? Huh? How? You need to listen to the program, bro. I've laid out my program several times, but I'll be doing it more. Let me ask you a question. What are you planning to do about the water crisis? Huh? Well, they're working on the day. I was listening in today during the press conference. Uh, excuse me. They had a conference, rather, with the water committee. And they got a young man down there, Mr. King. Seems like he's getting a handle on what's going on down there. The main thing with the water crisis is, first of all, you got to have a mayor that gives a damn. Second of all, you got to have the funds to make this thing work. And that's what I'm going to work on. The thrust of my administration is going to be, my policy is going to be based on what's good for kids, what's good for the babies, and what's good for property values. You do those two things there, everything else is going to fall into place. That's how our parents raised us. It's not rocket science. Victor, I look forward to your support, sir.
folks, we're back, and it is Wednesday. Glad to be back here in the studios, back to Christ Wednesday. want to remind you to do just that. Our nation needs Folks, you see this. Folks, if you don't see this evil running amok, the, this gratuitous evil that's coming from our government. Hoss, I, I ain't in no position. It's above my prey grade to say where you're going or what's going to happen to you. But, but I, I'm going to be honest, I have raised eyebrows. You seem to have no working understanding of what the word was has been trying to tell us since it's been revealed to us. Uh, you and I, we're the reasons why evil is running amok is because we won't stand. We won't see things for what we're, for what they actually are. But again, that's another story. I want to also remind you folks, uh, you got a taste for pizza tonight. You got a taste for railroad pizza, sit down dining pizza at its finest in downtown Florida. That's right, folks. Now, Railroad Pizza is a beautiful restaurant. They only they not only just sell pizza, they sell a little bit of everything. So if you got a, a multiple number of people in your party, everybody's going to have something on the menu that they like. If you want wings, they got the traditional garlic parmesan, teriyaki, lemon pepper, bone in, bone out, whatever you want, hand-battered onion rings, fried pickles, pimento cheese fritters with honey comeback sauce, that is to die for, giant hand-cut pepper jack mozzarella cheese sticks with ranch dressing and mariana sauce, Southwestern egg rolls. They got the wraps, the salads, the desserts, the whole nine yards at Railroad Pizza. You can find them on Facebook, Railroad Pizza Company on Facebook. Also, you can call ahead 879-7700. 879-7700, area code 601. Railroad Pizza in downtown Florida. All right, folks, here's the deal. A couple of things I want to mop up on here. Um, the question was raised, does the GOP want to win? Uh, and I'm telling you, no, they don't. We learned that with uh, Trent Lott, that they want everything at a standstill or as close to an even split as possible so they can say that, hey, we'd love to be able to get things done, but the Republicans or the Democrats are holding us back, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I saw that with Trent Lott. I saw that in 2010 with the uh, Republican National Committee under Michael Steele. We had a chance to pick up three extra Senate seats above what anybody anticipated, one in Delaware, one in Indiana, and one in, uh, I think it was Nevada. And uh, the GOP spent, I think they had $10 million that they spent on our senatorial race against Barbara Boxer out there in California. California has eight media markets, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Sacramento, yada, 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 you know, San Diego, the whole nine yards. And they spent money out there where the woman had a snowball's chance of unseating Barbara Boxer. And they could have spent a million dollars in Delaware in that little market there. And they could have spent another million, two million in Indiana and another three or four million in Nevada and picked up those seats. But they chose not to fund those Republican candidates because they didn't want the majority. Folks, we're being played. I keep telling you the Democrat Party and the Republican Party, these are uh, private entities. These are private nonprofits. They are owned by the people who are running the, those parties at that time. People die off and the next generation takes it over, yada, yada, yada. That's how it goes. Now, they spout the... Uh, American apple pie and all that kind of crap, but they're actually just for themselves. And right now we have a chance, and now the Republican uh, National Chairman, Rona, uh, uh, whatever her name is, Rona, she's Mitt Romney's niece or something like that. 
Rona, Rona Romney, I think it is, or married, by marriage or something. She's predicting that the Republicans are only going to pick up four seats. Despite all this that these people are doing, we're only going to get four seats because they already cut the deals. And then they've already uh, cut the legs out from under candidates who would be for America's first. And they, re- and they maintain or replace them with people like Grimy Mike. People who are going to hold the line for the Uniparty, for the deep state. As I keep telling those of you who love this country, those of you who love the Lord, those of you who fear the Lord, you're going to have to fight. I'm talking about physical, moving some furniture around, blood coming out your body, fight. It's going to come down to that. Because we just had four Republican congressmen die. The latest one was a lady from Indiana, died in a head-on collision. Folks, this is how they killed Skip Robinson, Skip Muhammad, as you guys know. Skip Muhammad, uh, Skip Robinson is what you know him by back in the day. Uh, when the government wants somebody dead, that's what they'll do. They had a car cross the center lane and ran smack head dab into the car of the congressman killing her and three of her campaign folks, her office staff. These people, don't they don't care who they kill. They killed the guy who was a, a sergeant of arms, or, or either sergeant of arms, he was head of the... The security there at the nation's capital in the nation's capital building. And he was going to testify before the J6 committee that, in fact, they did have uh, 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 officers undercover in the crowds there, they and the FBI. And they killed him because that was going to be his testimony. Folks, these people will kill as many people as they need to kill to maintain power because they know if the other people get in power and if there's one person in there like a Mike Cassidy, who would be willing to launch an investigation to bring them down? They can't take that chance. And you keep thinking, you keep thinking it's a game. You think that I'm crazy out here. You know what? I'm going to be found right. Not because I'm right, because all you got to do is look at the tea leaves. All this murder and mayhem. On another note regarding COVID and COVID vaccine and all that stuff. There is a doctor, I believe it's out of Texas, Texas or Louisiana. She's suing the hospital. Wait a minute, either Texas, Louisiana, or Indiana. I don't know why Indiana's coming to my mind. She's suing them. No, Illinois. That's where it was. Illinois. 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 The doctor is suing because she was trying to offer the preventative medicines to her people, you know, people who was in under her care. And the state medical board in the hospital apparatus there in the state of Illinois pulled her medical license, threatened to pull her medical license. Uh, they got on TV and in the press and said that she was crazy, that she was uh, out of her mind and yada, yada for prescribing that. And she wasn't going along with the protocol the whole night. You know what she's suing them for? Libel and slander. Oh, ain't no corporate. There is no corporate protection for that. Just because they got an emergency use authorization declaration. Folks, that's how you go after these folks. All you doctors who are out there, Dr. Welcher and all the rest of them, go after for slander. Anywhere in the media that you can see where they pu- pu- publish your name and made disparaging marks, go after them for slander and libel. Because her contention is, you ruined my reputation. Even if I get my medical license back, you have stained my record with these accusations. You need to prove it. 
you need to provide the medical uh, 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 proof that I am insane, lost my mind, what, whatever you were claiming in the media. You need to prove it. Oh, this is going to break them up, dog. So I'm just, you know, you're seeing the veil crack all around the world with this COVID stuff. The, the fraud is clear. It's, I mean, it's unambiguous. All you have to do is get it before the right jury. Get it before the right judge and jury, just like they, they shopped around and got the right judge down there in, uh, uh, on the Gulf Coast for the tobacco lawsuit. All you got to do is just get it in the right place. Get your people, the right people on the appeals court and the Supreme Court, baby, and you're off to the races. So that's why I tell you, and you folks who did not get vaccinated, those, again, time is going to bear witness to your, the correctness of your position. This whole house, this is, see, this is why I keep trying to, I keep making this plea to the people who carry badges on behalf of this government. There's too many moving parts to what you guys are trying, excuse me, to what they're trying to do, and they're using you as a battering ram to do it. There's too many moving parts for this thing to be successful. You're going to come out on the short end of the stick. You're going to endanger your whole family. You're going to endanger everybody with your last name. Because people are not going to forgive what has happened, what's happening to this country, and what's going to happen to this country. They intend to starve the people of this world, the people of America, the people of Mississippi. They intend to starve us out. And Again, the names you hear me talk about daily, those are the ones you'll look to for the source of your problems. Remember, they took money. They took money so you can live in poverty, so you can be warming your hands over barrels in the wintertime trying to keep warm while they got their 50, what is it, what, what, what did Brock buy, a 2,700-gallon uh, propane tank to keep him and Michelle warm? Yeah, he could just rub up on her hairy back. No, this is not going to end well, folks. This is not going to end well. And I know a lot of us uh, in the senior class look at it this way. Man, I, I don't know how many days I got left, but I'm glad I'm going to be out of this madness. I hate it for my kids and my grandkids, but they're going to have to toughen up or they're going to die. It's not any complicated than that, folks. These people are swinging for the bleachers. Our number is 601-879-0002. Let's take a quick break. Back in, it is a Wednesday. Hey, I want to remind you, folks, my good friends over at Rapid Tire. You know, you need brakes. Uh, you're running around there on a prayer. So oh, I hope they stop now. You like Fred Flintstone sticking your feet out. No, you don't have to do all that. Go over to Rapid Tire Exchange. Anything dealt with the undercarriage of the car, they take care of it. They take care of my brakes. They got me rolling. Folks, I encourage you to do the same. Located 953 Highway 80 in Clinton, Mississippi. And, of course, the name is Rapid Tire, so you can buy tires there. Matter of fact, you can go online to RapidTireExchange.com, pick out your tires, and set your appointment time. And everything else is just easy peasy. And right in front of Rapid Tire Exchange is Rapid Oil. Get the oil change, folks. And let me just tell you, for those of you ladies out there looking for a place where you can get your car serviced and taken care of, when they're uh, up under your car looking at the tires and replacing the brakes and the, all the other stuff, if they see anything wrong, whether it's something that they actually work on, uh, they're going to tell you about it. And they'll recommend, uh, you know what, we have a uh, one of our uh, supporters uh, that works with us, who works on this type of part, that type of part, and they do all that. Folks, they keep you straight. So if you're looking for a place where you can trust the people there, that's Rapid Tire Exchange. Ken and Dave, they're good folks. I commend them to you. In fact, 
you know, it really is like a family over there. I mean, those guys, they eat lunch together, they celebrate birthday parties. On the weekends, do crab boils. They do the whole nine yards. It's a good place to work. So if you're looking for a good work opportunity, now you got to be willing to work. Don't come in there and be like a Democrat kid, okay? Don't be like Victor, all right? Go, come, come to work. Anyway, our number is 601-879-0002. Let's go to Jim. What do you say, James? Hey, Kim. What's up, brother? Listen, I heard today uh, on one of the stations I listened to that UPS is, is this one uh, company I've never heard of. Them. They specialize in ammunition for police departments, fire departments, and different places. Right. UPS has lost, I don't know how many. They keep losing ammunition and everything, and they don't care. And there's a lot of ammunition being lost. Have you heard this? I had not heard that they were, uh, somebody was taking the ammunition. But, uh, and, and UPS don't seem to care. And these people, they wrap it, they ship it right. I can't, I don't know the name. Oh, here it is. Somebody, somebody just sent me the, that link. Okay, go ahead. And I don't name a company, but, but he was saying that they say they ain't wrapped it. They got pictures where they're wrapping, where they sent it. They do police departments, uh, sheriff's departments, all kinds of, you know, the places, then some other things too. And what they're doing is they lost, I think, 30 or 40% of the ammunition shipped in the last two months. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If these things be so, where's, where, where's ATF? I don't know. I, I got the UPS. The guy said now. I don't know. No, I'm it looking at the article here. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading. I'm seeing this now. And you're right. Heads up. Ammo companies say packages shipped with UPS uh, mysteriously go uh, go missing. So, uh, folks, you might want to avoid using UPS if you're going to be shipping ammo. And, of course, AT, ATF is nowhere to be found. Jeez. Yeah, I was just talking. I just heard the date, so I just thought it was interesting. I don't even know what they're doing and everything. Right. I don't know why they don't change to, uh, they, they do UPS, why don't they change to uh, FedEx or somebody? Well, the uh, UPS said it was saying that they were going to stop uh, delivering ammo. <laughs> they definitely stopped delivering ammo. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I, you, I'll call that to your attention because I found that interesting. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm going to listen to this video here on the next break. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, that's right. UPS is uh, they, 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 a lot of shipments. And it ain't about it. Did you see that video of the uh, ATF going to this uh, FFL dealer, wanting to look at his books and everything? And uh, and they're going over. I mean, just any they're looking for any kind of grammatical errors, any errors, uh, uh, something not put in the right block or too far off. Not, you know, if you check male or female and you got the X not clearly in one or the other, and they just citing you for all sorts of foolishness. Now, you notice, uh, you know what, I'm thinking, what, why don't they take this to the Supreme Court? Because the Supreme Court has ruled in the case up there in Pennsylvania that, hey, you didn't have to have no address on no ballot. You know, so what, you didn't sign it. I mean, this is just another government agency. This is just, an, I mean, the Election Commission and Secretary of State is just another government agency. Man, let's take this thing to court. You people are losing the FL license left and right because of this. See, this, this is why you folks who were so upset with Trump, Trump's treat, you the one got us in this fight. You the one got us in this civil war because of your cowardice and always want to try to get along and all this other crap. You're going to be under subjugation or you're going to be under fire, one of the two. Our number six zero one eight seven nine zero zero. 
0-2. And I was telling you about the, uh, the doctor who was suing the state medical board, the governor, and everybody else up there in Illinois for publishing all those slanderous statements about her because she was treating people with ivermectin. Now they're going to have to go to trial and prove, okay, ivermectin was really bad and we got the studies to prove it. They ain't got nothing. Oh, man, that's an easy payday for, payday for that lawyer. Folks, I'm telling you, it's, it's, time, it's, it's time to just look, fight back. It's time to get our lawyers and, and it's time to go to trial. Now, there was one other thing I wanted to touch on, on uh, and, and I had been holding it in a band. Oh, yeah, that's right. The uh, uh, FBI, Project Veritas has uh, gotten information from a whistleblower uh, inside the FBI. And there are some patriots in there because they're starting to whistleblow and giving us information. Uh, let's see if I can find that. Who, who sent me that there? Okay, yeah, that was, uh, 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 him. uh we're going to find it here, folks. Oh, oh, I know who it was. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, hat tip again to the city of Pearl. There's going to be two gun shows in 2023 going to Pearl instead of Jackson or Brandon. Uh, Jake Wyndham once again pulls off another coup. The Wahhabi Shrine Temple gun show will be now relocating to Pearl, Mississippi. And uh, the exact location, I suspect, is going to be the Heinz Junior College, but not certain right at this point. But we will see. Uh, that's coming up there. That's one of the uh, breaking news. And uh, the city of Brandon, brother uh, uh, Lee, wasn't uh, the mayor, well, didn't have a problem with it. It turns out the uh, uh, and see, this now this is what a Kim Wade administration would not put up with one from one of their city employees. Seems like the city employee over there in Brandon uh, didn't really care for the gun show. That's the impression that I get, okay? Because they were willing to make the gun show facility, the facilities available to the gun show for Saturday and Sunday. But they needed Friday to set up. And the city of Brandon said, well, we'll... Well, we can't guarantee you that the building would be available for Friday to set up. He said, well, that's the whole purpose. I mean, you know, well, somebody else might want to rent it for Friday. Well, you need to block it out now. Well, we're not going to block it out if we can make some money. So you're going to lose two days to make one day. That just told me that they, this particular individual just didn't want the gun show there because the mayor said he didn't have a problem with it. But see, as mayor of Jackson, that kind of word get back to me, that employee's doing some crap like that. Oh, we're going to find a way to get them a better understanding of how all this works. The goal of the city has got two or three others. It's got two ways to make some money through taxes, fines, and fees, including fines and fees as one or three for those who want to be technical. Three ways of bringing in money, taxes, fines, and fees. So if you got an employee out there that's encumbering the, uh, that happening, oh, we're going to have to have some, we're going to have some fellowship because your understanding is not complete about how your paycheck is derived. And so that's why I was saying that as mayor, uh, we wouldn't put up with that kind of stuff. That's why I said as running for mayor, my campaign wouldn't be directed to the people of Jackson. My campaign would be directed to the people who work for the city. Because that's who you have to get in gear. That's what Steve is telling me, Kim, you got to be aware that everybody's not going to be with you. That's fine. They may not be with the city either. In due course, because we coming in here, the whole purpose is, is to get the city working where it's generating enough money to cover its, cover its expenses. It's its expenses. 
And that's how you people get raises there in the city. Now, if you're not on board with that, then fine. We're going to let you tell the rest of the employers who want to raise. Hey, I ain't feeling this here. No, folks, this stuff can be done. A lot of, you know what's wrong with so much of America? We just put up with too much crap from people who just full of crap. A lot of this stuff is just time to break some things up at the door. Ain't no more complicated than that. We're putting up with way too much stuff from people who've gone, gotten too far gone. They don't contribute nothing to society but a bunch of crap. The city of Jackson has enough tax base uh, potential. But what we have to do is realize the main thing we've got to do, we've got to have to have a 10-year plan to get this educational uh, thing in, in order. Do you know I heard somebody touting Mississippi on national news, on national uh, uh, media about their uh, about the state's requirement that the third graders have to be on third grade reading level before they pass to the fourth. And other states saying, yeah, that's a good idea. See, but remember, it was racist white Republicans who were pushing that and some, there were some Democrats supporting and I know Chuck uh, Espy was, uh, uh, was pushing it we're supporting it see this is what i'm talking about we're going to do those things that work we ain't, the, the problem in the black community is because they keep falling behind the damn democrat party the democrat party is a death cult and yes i will say this on the campaign trail oh he he we're gonna bring all that stuff up baby you can bring it all up you want to bring about all the lawsuits that i had between me and the realtors association and the and the real estate commission bring that up too because you know what we need to rehash that out in the public I'm going to show you how crooked those SOBs were. So y'all want some of this? Bring it on. I'm sitting back with my fingers crossed. Bring it on. Anything in my past, bring it on. Who I dated, who I was with, bring it on, baby. Bring it on, I tell you. Ain't no secrets here. Remember, I've been around 30 years in the media. I know a lot of things, too. But I ain't worried about y'all bringing them up. Bring it on up. Everything I did, I ain't necessarily proud of, but I did it. Some of those things I did, did three or four times. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't no big deal. It is what it is. It's like my credit report. It is what it is. I can't get mad at anybody else. So when I run for mayor, baby, it's going to be fireworks. Oh, y'all don't want none of this. You do not want any of this. I guarantee you. Anyway, folks. Our number is 601-879-0002. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. They have Gabe Holt leading things off at second. Andrew Monasterio is at shortstop batting second. Garrett Whitley's in right field hitting third. Thomas Dillard's at first base batting fourth. Cam Devaney is at third base hitting fifth. Tristan Lutz is in left field hitting sixth. Felix Valerio is at DH batting seventh. Brent Diaz is catching and hitting eighth, and Terrence Dodson rounds out the order. For the Braves, Cody Milligan leads things off. Justin Dean is in center. Vaughn Grissom is hitting third. Justin Henry Malloy is in left field batting fourth. Drew Lugbauer is at first base batting fifth. Jalen Miller is a designated hitter batting sixth. Hendrick Clementina is a catcher hitting seventh. Andrew Moritz is in right field batting eighth. And Riley Delgado rounds out the bottom of the order. And just like that, we're ready to go here at Trustmark Park, and it's time for Chris Harris, the voice of the M Braves, to take over. Thanks, Jack. As we start out with a first pitch swing, and the first pitch at 5.36 is a fly ball out towards left field, caught by Justin Henry Malloy, and we're off and running here at Trustmark Park. 
In game one of this six-game series against the Biloxi Shuckers, the AA affiliate of the Milwaukee Brewers here through Sunday. And yesterday's game postponed because of rain, the wet field conditions. We had a lot of scattered showers and thunderstorms here in central Mississippi, but weather, as Jack mentioned, cooperating right now. And we have baseball for you. Let's play two today. Tanner starts out the number two batter for Biloxi. That's Mr. Andrew Monasterios. Continue to play good baseball since the last time we saw him. Takes a ball there after the first pitch was a strike in the counts. Even one ball, one strike. Well, this is our first game in the month of August as the Braves finished one of the most successful Julys in club history at 16 wins, eight losses. One of the top... Uh, Records in all of minor league baseball tied for fifth on the Thompson Double-A. And are in first place, 17-10 and 10 in the second half standings. There's a line drive out towards right center field. That's going to get down a base hit as it rolls out to the Braves center fielder, Justin Dean. And after the fly out to left by Gabe Holt, Andrew Monasterio with a base hit to right center field. And the Shuckers have the leadoff man aboard. Braves in their navy blue tops with the white pants. Mississippi across the chest in their tomahawk. The Mississippi State fight song as his walk-up music. It is first at bat as he takes a first pitch ball high from Gordon. Snapped over to first base. Back in diving in safely is Monasterio. Overall numbers for Gordon. This is his 15th start at the AA level, 5-4. and four, A 6.50 earn run average, 62 and a third innings pitched. He struck out 60 and walked 26 as Gordon delivers a strike on the outside corner. And the count evens at one ball, one strike, and 92-mile-an-hour fastball from Tanner. Against the Shuckers, his third start. He is 2-0, a 5.91 earn run average as he throws over to first base once again. And I believe on his second uh, during this at bat, I don't know if he's going to be able to throw over one more time with uh, that runner at first base. You get two. So we'll see if he takes off on this pitch as Gordon checks over that shoulder. And there he goes. Pitch is upstairs. Clementina's throw is in time, but it's low, and it goes into center field. There's a tangle at second base, so... He will hold up there, and he may have gotten a knee out there. Did Monasterio, that's a six-stolen base. One of the few times I've seen pitcher exhaust those two pickoff moves. You can't throw over another time. So usually that runner will take off, and he did there. Two balls and a strike to count on Thomas Dillard, who's having a pretty solid season. That average kind of low at 223, but he does have eight home runs. 55 RBIs as he takes a big swing and a miss at that fastball. And the count's even two balls and two strikes. It was a tough July for Dillard, but he did have a nice series against Montgomery with seven hits. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Gordon checks that runner at second base and delivers the pitch. There's a call, third strike on the inside corner. A 93-mile-an-hour fastball. Dillard didn't like the call, but that's the first K. From Gordon, and he leaves that runner stranded at second base. No runs, one hit, one left. We go to the bottom of the first inning here in game one. The Braves come to bat, no score. 
Well, it's great to have everybody with us on this Wednesday. A doubleheader after yesterday's game was postponed by Rain. Nick Bennett takes him out for Biloxi in the bottom of the first. And the first pitch to Cody Milligan is hit foul down that first baseline. Alongside Jack Zedegan, Chris Harris with you. And thank everybody for uh, their hard work today to get this field ready to go. Several tarp pulls today. And uh, I don't think anybody suffered a uh, large injury. There's a swing and a miss by Milligan. Nothing in two is Nick Bennett. Works ahead on the Braves' leadoff man who plays second base here in game one. Coming off another solid series in Pensacola, 9-4-26. He did score six runs. He takes a ball from Bennett. And the count, 1-2. Yesterday, a tough day, but a uh, a day that, uh, you know, hope. Works out well for everybody as a breaking ball is cut on a miss that time by Milligan. He's down on strikes for the first out here in this bottom of the first inning, and that'll bring in the Braves center fielder, Justin Dean, who had a great week last week. I said yesterday was Monday. We found out Trey Harris was traded to the Washington Nationals for Adrianza, and certainly a nice piece for the Atlanta Braves to pick up, but it was... Uh, definitely a, a tough day to see a, a guy like Trey Harris, who's made such a, a big impact here in the community, uh, off the field, on the field, uh, leading us to a championship in 2021. And then, of course, being the 2019 Player of the Year in the minor leagues uh, for the Braves as well. But hope it works out for him as he went to A Harrisburg as Dean grounds one to short. And Monasterio throws out Dean for out number two. That'll bring in Vaughn Grissom. Braves added to their roster catcher Zade Richardson to take his spot on the roster. But we wish nothing but the best for Trey Harris. And, uh, you know, baseball's a business. And hope he gets an opportunity to play every day and uh, makes it to the big leagues. And we can all celebrate that. 1-0 pitch on the way to Vaughn who takes it for a strike over on the outside corner. Nobody's been hotter than Vaughn Grissom. Whose average, yes, has dipped down to 387 after a 10 for 24 series in Pensacola. He swings and misses on that 1 1 fastball. 1 8 2 as Bennett works ahead. He has two home runs, 10 RBIs in his first 15 games at the double A level. He's the number one prospect for the Braves now as he gets that breaking ball. And down on strikes goes Grissom. An impressive first inning for Nick Bennett. As he picks up a couple of strikeouts in at the bottom of the first inning. No scores. We go to the second inning. Number two, seven inning games. Game one of our doubleheader goes to the second against the Shuckers right here on 103.9 WYAB. Well, we go to the top of the second inning here at Trustmark Park in Pearl. Game one of the doubleheader. Cam Devaney leading things off against... Tanner Gordon, first pitch of ball the next day. Curveball, swing and a miss. Tanner, the right-hander, works out of that wind-up. And the next is a fastball downstairs, 2-1. No score. Only 10 pitches in that first inning for their starter, Nick Bennett. A couple of strikeouts for the left-hander as well. Breaking ball this time, bounce foul down that third baseline. That's where manager Mike Guerrero roams. The six-year skipper, yes, sixth year. As the skipper for the Biloxi Shuckers, a native of the Dominican Republic. Breaking ball misses downstairs again there. And the count evens, or goes full rather. Three balls, two strikes. 
With that sharp slider that time, or cutter, that Gordon throws. Tall right-handed pitcher Tanner Gordon making his 15th start at the double-A level. The wind and the payoff pitch left alone upstairs just misses for ball four. And Devaney draws a leadoff walk. First walk issued by Gordon. And that'll bring in the left fielder, Tristan Lutz. This is going to be a fun series promo-wise. It all starts really, of course, tonight. Wednesday is always fun with first responders tonight. We salute those first responders for what they do for us in this community. But tomorrow night, a special night with the... GMS Burn and Reconstructive Center. We're going to be wearing some special jerseys tomorrow night that uh, will have that uh, really cool design with a fire and uh, water logo from uh, the Burn Foundation and the great work that they do. Those jerseys will be auctioned off in stadium during the game tomorrow. First two pitches out of the zone here to Tristan Lutz. It's 2-0. We'll wear those jerseys tomorrow. Plus, it's a Truck Works Thirsty Thursday. Then we have some great giveaways Friday and Saturday on the weekend. The 2-0 pitch is hammered deep towards left field. Malloy looking up towards the ball pit, and that ball's gone. That ball was a line shot off the bat of Tristan Lutz. Home run number 10 for him. And that is his third home run in the last seven games as well. As he makes his trot around the bases, and it's 2-0 Biloxi here in the top half of the second inning. That was a loud, loud home run. Well, we talked about how at the beginning of the year this was a kind of make-or-break year for Tristan Lutz as he had battled a lot of injuries. He was a former first-rounder yep. in 2017, and he spent a lot of time on the IL in June and to start July, but he has come back strong since leaving. First pitch popped up down that right field line. As Drew Lungbauer will watch it sail into the seats. Regular start time tonight was 6.35. So folks continuing to make their way inside the ballpark on this Wednesday night. Find some of the traffic to get in here. The 0-2 pitch on the way from Gordon is popped up on that first base side. This time in play as Lungbauer Looks up into the mix of sunshine and a couple of clouds. Makes a catch. And that's out number one is Felix Valerio. He is retired for out number one. That'll bring in Brent Diaz, their catcher. I think we both had a collective celebration that uh, Jackson Reitz had been promoted to AAA. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> now, Diaz has had some pretty solid success against us as well. But uh, Jackson Reitz, who still is the leader in home runs with 22, one ahead of Drew Lugbauer. But that guy was on such a tear as Gordon gets a swing and a miss from Brent Diaz, the former Louisiana Tech catcher. The 29th round pick in 2017 by Milwaukee. Pitch fouled straight back out of play. It's nothing in two as Tanner works ahead. He still leads the league in OPS and slugging, too. He was slugging 640 in AA, <laughs> man. No business being in AA. I don't, I don't think he's playing necessarily every day in AAA. That's a team that has a lot of great players is that Nashville Sounds. Pitch outside, that slider misses down and away. 1-2 now. Uh, they got uh, a dose of uh, talent yesterday with the top three prospects in the organization getting moved up. Same day, Garrett Mitchell, Sal Freelich, 
and Joey Weimer, all promoted to AAA Nashville. And, of course, the trades that they made, losing some guys, a 2-2 pitch is fouled straight back. Tristan Peters, who was scheduled to be the leadoff man for the Shunkers yesterday, just promoted from High A, Wisconsin. He got traded an hour before the scheduled first pitch last night to the San Francisco Giants in that Trevor Rosenthal deal. As that pitch misses downstairs, a full count now on Brent Diaz. On deck is their number nine batter, Terrence Dostin. Robert Gasser was acquired in that Padres deal. That's it, Josh Hader. As that fastball just misses off the outside corner at 93, and that's ball four to Diaz. Second walk of the inning for Gordon, and now one on, two outs for Terrence Dostin as the Braves will get a visit now on the mound for Gordon. But yesterday, such a busy day. Joey Weimer, Garrett Mitchell, Sal Freelich promoted to AAA. Noah Campbell was placed on the IL. He ran into the wall, and Biloxi got put on the injured list. They added Garrett Whitley from Nashville. Added Terrence Dostin from Nashville. And then also J.C. Mejia was transferred to Biloxi for a major league rehab assignment as well. And, of course, Tristan Peters. Today they added former Southern League most valuable player, Corey Ray. He's not here, I don't believe yet, but he'll be active on their roster as well once... uh, he arrives and struggling a bit at the AAA level, former first-round pick. But a lot of movement with this Biloxi team. You expect that the trading deadline for the Embraes, really the moves was, of course, losing Trey Harris to the Nationals and then adding uh, Zade Richardson from High A Rome. Pitch on the way in there for a called strike. Nothing in one on Dostin. But Atlanta made some... Solid moves at the deadline to improve their roster without necessarily selling the farm, if you will. Robbie Grossman, here's a pitch fouled away down that left field line. Nice counter to Eddie Rosario. And then the starter, which slips my mind at the moment, (laughs) former Montgomery Biscuit that the Braves got. Starting pitcher, I'll look that up in a second. sure if somebody's yelling at the TV screen. No balls, two strikes on Terrence Dostin. A check and the pitch by Gordon. Fouled away on that third base side. You talking about the Will Smith deal or the Grossman deal? Uh, I think it was the Will Smith deal. Jake Odorizzi. Oh, Odorizzi, yeah. yeah. He's a former Tampa Bay Rays draft pick, former Montgomery Biscuit. Getting Jake Odorizzi. Getting Adrianza from Washington. The 0-2 pitch. Fouled away down that left field line by Dostin. This was your first year in pro baseball at the training deadline. I'm curious as we go along the two games to uh, expound on what you thought yesterday was like as it was a game day with the training deadline hitting as the 0-2 pitch is a little bit outside as he throws that slider. 1-2. It felt really busy, and then I turned to you and I said, is the trading deadline always this busy? You said, yeah, that's about, about right. <laughs> I tell you, you know, it, it's it's crazy. And as the one-two pitch is delivered, 
Changeup called a third strike on the outside corner. Dostin didn't like the call, but that's strikeout number two. A little bit of a delayed call for James Genie. Vocalizes it, then he moves his arm, so we get it a little bit late. Second look on MILB.TV. And look pretty good. Look pretty good from here. We don't have the K zone, but it's okay. Strikeout number two for the right-hander Tanner Gordon. By the way, uh, so uh, awesome to have that centerfield camera back and sure appreciate all the hard work that was done. Greg Cups it especially. Zach Evans, Danielle, everybody that made that happen. Get that thing back up and running. Not as easy as you think. Trust me. One ball, no strikes on the left-handed batting leadoff man, Gabe Holt. Swung at the first pitch, flight out to left as he bounces that one foul. One ball, one strike. I remember in 2019 at the trading deadline, it was getaway day in Mobile on the trading deadline, and that was the year that the Braves got some relief arms. One of them was Shane Green from the Tigers, and he was traded for Joey Wentz, who was on our roster, part of that Great staff that featured Kyle Muller, Tucker Davidson, and Joey. And, of course, Tucker Davidson ended up getting traded as well. Right, I was going to say. But uh, everybody knew in that room, we were sitting in the lobby because we're being kicked out of our, <laughs> as you know, <laughs> that's right. like getting kicked out of our rooms. One, two pitches, popped up foul, runner was off on the pitch. And somebody in that room knew because I don't know which – Scribe had put it on Twitter that a double-A player was going to the Tigers, so they're all looking at each other like, right. who is it? <laughs> then all of a sudden, Chris Maloney, our manager in 19, uh, walks around the corner and says, Joey, and he found out he was being traded to the Tigers. He was made his Major League debut. Pitches lined down that left field line out of play again. Holt stays alive. It wasn't that busy of a day for Mississippi specifically. Trey Harris, of course, had been yeah. traded on Monday. But other than that, not a ton of movement. Zade Richardson comes in, but he wasn't even the product of a trade. He was just sent over from Rome after the Braves signed him a couple weeks ago. One ball, two strikes on Gabe Holt. The pitch by Tanner is just a little bit outside. Called a ball by James Jean. 93-mile-an-hour fastball that time. And the count's even 2-2, two and two, already up to 45 pitches now. Is Gordon here in the second inning. That's going to start activity in that Braves bullpen out in left field. There's the 2-2 two -two now. It's a ground ball hard in up the middle. There's Vaughn Grissom. He'll run it to the bag at second base for the force out. And Holt is retired to get the Braves out of that second inning. So six unassisted on the fielder's choice. But in the inning... They scored two runs on the home run. Two-run shot by Tristan Lutz, his 10th of the season. And strand one on base. We go to the bottom of the second. It's the Shuckers, two. And the Embrace, nothing. 